Hello, everyone. Welcome to part two of this week's edition of the Pioneer Perspective, brought to you by Alex, who is now currently our sponsor. I did this joke the fucking first time. Oh, by the way, my name's Brad. I'm a little pissed. I'm a little tilted because we were recording for about 15 minutes or so, and I... I went ahead and looked. I'm like, hey, how long into the recording are we? And uh, it was like, hey, hey, guess what? You're not. There is no recording. We're not recording at all. Yeah. So, you know, that fucking sucked. <laughs> but hi. Hello. Alex, I'm going to ask you for the second time. We're actually technically the third time since I've been on the call with you. How are you? How you doing? I've got a very sore throat, which is the perfect time to start recording. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially having to do an extra half an hour. So thanks. Uh, <laughs> per- so sorry. perfect timing. Uh, but aside from that, got a sore throat. It's not COVID. I've been tested. My girlfriend's been tested. She had it a couple of days ago already, so that's why I I'm not surprised it's here. And I was already like like yesterday or whatever. I was feeling okay. She was like, "How's your cold?" And it's like, "No, nah, I'm actually quite all right." And she's like, "The worst is yet to come." <laughs> like, yeah, it's here. Thanks, hon. I think she's gonna I think she's gonna murder you. <laughs> it's like she just like she's been making you food all week or whatever. And you're like, hey, how you been? How you been feeling, buddy? And you're like, yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of feeling a little queasy and stuff. And she's like, yeah, that's good, yeah, good. Because she's slowly been here's poisoning. Your, here's you. your lunch. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> a little sprinkle here. He'll never know. <laughs> So if um if the recording ends up, you know, kind of going again, but this time because Alex has collapsed because his heart has stopped, uh, you will know as the listeners that um the Pioneer Perspective has become a single person podcast because Alex died. Look at that. But in the event that you don't die, you should tell us about what's going on this week when it comes to magic. We have actual cards for once. Um, well, kind of. We have new cards. <laughs> we can use them. Fun challenges. And other oh, than the ones that are bugged, yeah. So um, let's put it that way. I can, I have uh, a I have like a premiere on air. I can tell you that Catilda is a good card in humans. How do I know? Because <laughs> I played it with a proxy, so it actually worked. <laughs> so Catilda is one of the few cards. I don't think is it just Catilda that's bugged. I know there's other cards that have been bugged in on Moto like the past week. So Champion of Dusk was bugged but seemed okay mm-hmm. for the weekend. I know Catilda is bugged, and I think currently still is. I saw one other card name. I just don't remember what it was. I know Spectral Cause... Adversary is bugged in Arena, but that's just visually. What's the visual bug? Um, your permanents permanently look like they're phased out, even though they're not. So you can just interact with them. You can tap over things. You can swing with them, but they look like they're phased out. Kind of cool. Kind of annoying. Because like I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing especially, Yeah, but especially because it's already phasing, which is a really weird mechanic. So people see the animation, they're like, did he just permanently phase out my thing? <laughs> did he just pay two mana for my thing to disappear? <laughs> it's like, no. Right, Surprise just... we didn't get in the uh, Historic Horizon something that said, hey, permanent target permanent your opponent controls perpetually phases out. <laughs> that is just the <laughs> ultimate delete. <laughs> it just you can't it even like it just it hand. just it just gets deleted from your collection. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, cards just gone. Better spend another wild card, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you get a little 
on vacation when they cast the card a little thing pops up and it's like here's your 20 gems you piece of shit <laughs> for your card oh, it's so just, good. it just you go your opponent has like three rares and even though you're about to lose you just kick it and you target their three rares and they concede but the targets on the stack <laughs> No, I don't want to lose my cards. <laughs> We're bringing it back. What's the fucking mechanic where you take people's shit? The old, the old magic command or, or mechanic? Uh, anti. Uh, yeah, anti. We're bringing it back. Except my card. Worse this time. Except nobody. The equivalent of like. Except nobody gets anything. Yeah, it's like instead of fucking, I get your card. It's I'm going to take this match and light your card on fire in front of you. <laughs> That reminded me of, um, so, you know, back in the day, obviously people didn't have sleeves. And yeah, that meant that there was a deck, like at least like, I mean, as much as probably like in playgrounds or whatever. Like I know my friends said it because they played Magic basically since the beginning. Uh, I obviously didn't. And there was a card and I think it's like a two mana one one. It just says tap target player shuffles their deck. And you would just run a whole bunch of those and you would force your opponent to constantly shuffle their deck to the point where they're like, yeah, dude, this is ruining my cards. And it would stop playing. <laughs> That's so fucked. You want to take it one step further? Think about all of the black lotuses and shit that have been like unsleeved and being played in like competitive like games or even like playground games and just fucking ruined. Oh, my! just some of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards are in. I know my very first Yu-Gi-Oh card that I owned was a uh, foil Karibo. I believe from the first set Karibo was in, but it might be the second one. And it mm. is in basically like, this has been in like the tumble dryer state, even though it hasn't been. Just because mm. no sleeves, taking it everywhere, you know, put your deck in your pocket with like a rubber band around it oh, type yeah. of thing. Like, ooh, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, the that printing of Karibo from uh, Legend of Blue Eyes, which is the set you're thinking of, uh, is probably not worth that much. Well, and I, I knew like a second thing that made me feel better because it was the first pack that I ever got with my brother. And we kind of like shared the pick, but we both picked like one card that we wanted to have. Um, and I still remember this very well. Um... I need to look up if it's exactly the right card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I had that foil Karibo, which, you know, keep in mind at that time, we couldn't even really read English. I didn't even know what the card did. I was like, it's shiny, and Karibo's hella cute, and I know him from the anime. But my brother was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to pick the card with the biggest number. And his first card was Pumpkin King. So, hey... I think I got God. the better deal. <laughs> we love Pumpkin King. Pumpkin King is amazing. I I, I just liked how it was like in, in the in the anime, it's like, hey, Pumpkin King turns all of my creatures into zombies and they come back from the dead. And you're like, that, that's bullshit. Not at all what the card does. It just Yeah, I, I fucking hated the I we we had this we've we've already had this discussion, or we had it in like the bonus episode a year ago now. But God, the anime! For yeah, I wasn't on that one actually. Insane. I you watched that one, but uh, well, listen to it. But man, the the an I cannot watch the anime because it pisses me off. Like the original one, like I could kind of yeah. watch the new, and then I tried to watch the newer one, 
But that was with like the one I saw was like, I think it was Vrains or whatever with like the speed dueling. And it's like, I know this is according to the rules, but God damn it, this whole system is just bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Even though you're playing it correctly, holy shit, this is not entertaining at all. And that main protagonist had like the biggest like like protagonist deck matches up perfectly syndrome of like, oh, but I have a card that turns machine type monsters to defense mode. Oh no, the only problem of my ace machine monster is that it has zero defense. <laughs> okay. Ah. It's like, and yeah. you can put turn it into defense with spell cards, but this is a monster effect that does it. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's See, fine. that's where at least the original like anime made sense and when it came to that, because the the protagonist like just is the luckiest fuck in the world syndrome at least made sense because it was literally his millennium puzzle, like uh, the ability, because all the millennium items had abilities, like Pegasus could just literally see your mind and see your hand. He was literally stream sniping you as you're playing. <laughs> and then Yugi and, and Yami's ability with the millennium puzzle was, he, it's the heart of the cards thing, but it's literally, I can choose my top deck, basically. I cheat. Yeah, but <laughs> it's literally, but, he's stacking his deck. But what I also find in, in the original anime, that's one, like the original, the first series, whatever, with, with Yugi, what does what that kind of makes sense is that in a lot of duels it feels like he's like super prepared and has like very specific tech but it is like first of all a lot of the duels in that anime are actually like anticipated cuz half of the time they're playing in a tournament so he knows mm -hmm. who his next opponent is and the box that the original millennium puzzle is in that is full of cards so like he does actually change his deck every episode yeah. so he basically just like he's basically metagaming yeah he's so, cheating and metagaming it's amazing yeah he's cheating but he's also metagaming instead of like random dude shows up and i packed a perfect tech even though i've never seen this person before but it's like yeah if you have your umpteenth battle against kaiba you're gonna anticipate that he's gonna play 17 blue eyes cards right so if you tech a card that yeah. says like if you control a dark spell type a spellcaster monster you could destroy one light dragon monster it's like that is actually a good card to pack when you go against Kaiba because he, I, half his deck is light dragon so hey I always really hated like the the whole trope of like in Yu-Gi-Oh where people would shit talk each other especially like Kaiba to people like you're a third rate duels with a fourth rate deck kind of thing um, but like <laughs> They would shit talk each other and be like, you're not good enough to have good cards. You can't control them or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the best <laughs> one is just, is just when, when my Valentine steals Ra, but she can't summon it because she doesn't speak Egyptian. <laughs> she, she needed Rosetta Stone to fucking play the goddamn game. Yeah. Or better yet, no, my favorite is like, I think I think Dark Magician got 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 from Yugi from Change of Heart. He wouldn't attack him. He's like, no, I can't attack my my owner. <laughs> it's like, that's not how the game works, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, magic. We're not Yu-Gi-Oh! We're magic. Okay, we have new cards. Midnight Hunt's out. We have cards. It was fun. Um, challenges. People won. You've been playing humans, by the way. Is that fun? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, let's. <laughs> Brad's tried to speed run this podcast. <laughs> I can't so... fucking remember. <laughs> All right. I'll start off by saying I've 
been able to play quite a not like a ton, but quite a bit with Midnight Hunt cards. Um, Consider is absolutely batshit crazy. Like, that card is unbelievably good. Um, You know, as expected. It's... I don't know, I basically like... I don't think I've ever drawn a dick through time and not have the fuel to cast it for two. Like, I'm running three, not four. I might try four, but it's like, I haven't run into the idea of like oh no i have a dick through time and i have no fuel actually the opposite i know it's not single-handedly considered because it's only one card well a play set of course but i've pretty much every time i've cast a dick through time i found the second one looked at my graveyard it's like yeah i could cast that for two as well so it's either just been lining up very well or consider is that crazy uh galvanic iteration was pretty cool in that list too um so i'm happy about that one uh obviously as just a one-off but like you know i've been able to cast two dick through times which felt pretty good for four mana but the main thing i've been playing that contains so many new cards that i've probably won quite a few games of my opponent just not knowing what the hell any of my cards do and that's the banned humans deck i've been playing and this deck is sweet i've i've had an, a fantastic time playing this there's some nombos in it like how I actually had to cut Denik, even though I love Denik. But I had to cut it because his ability, like cards in graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities. Targeting cards in graveyard is pretty fringe. But this deck does it a lot itself. So I was actually hating myself out. It's like, hmm, I probably shouldn't be doing this. And um, aside from that, yeah, I already said Catilda was great. Sun Gold Sentinel, absolute all-star. Uh... Cigar has been pretty sweet. Cigardian Savior has been a complete blowout in like multiple matches. It seemed to be close. And then I just top deck that card, slam it, and the game just ends <clears throat> because of how much value it gets you. And also over three bodies. And you have all these great cards like Thalia's Lieutenant, Luminarch Aspirate can make things awkward. Sun Gold Sentinel again coming back, being super like hard to kill later in the game. Um, I. We went a time, but I think I I definitely had a good chance of winning against the Vampires deck that went turn 3 Sorin, turn 4 Sorin, turn 5 Sorin. So that kind of speaks to what the deck's able to pull off. The only thing that I just kept losing to is Phoenix, but that's... Risen, if you're listening, it's not. this is not me being like a little bitch about losing to Phoenix. I cannot get good draw to save my life against that guy. Like, the typical opening seven is a one-lander, guess I'll mow, draw a five-lander, is like how literally every game goes. When I play against him, we joked. We played in our weekly tournament yesterday, and after the tournament, we played one more game, and we were both like, I think this is the first good game of Magic we've had in like two months because I'm not either flooding out or mana screwed. That was great. Yeah. It was a fun game. I had a deafening silence on turn one and I still lost, but he won with two cards left in his deck. So. You love this. Yeah. Thing. And that was because he was playing Jeskai Phoenix and Faithless, Faithful Mending was actually really good in that deck. Hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see if it really happens or, you know, becomes a bit more prevalent. Didn't really see 
when we were skimming the challenges, I didn't really pay enough close attention. Did you see any of the new lands? Um, I saw a few. Um, so let, let's get into the challenges and we'll bump into where we see some new cards. Um, I'm not yeah. going to go over everything in detail again, especially because there's quite a few decks here that just feature no new cards, at least no Midnight Hunt cards. Uh, perhaps cards we haven't seen before, but... Uh, obviously, Saturday, the very first challenge is won by Claudio playing Niftelite. Surprise, surprise! <laughs> yeah. Good player, good deck, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, good let's, player, let's good go. deck. Let's okay, get, moving get on. Um, second was... Um, there was Spirits, which featured zero new cards. Um, we'll see some in the Sunday challenge, but... Then the third, that's where we see the lands come in. Uh, a playset of the Gruul one in Gruul Aggro. This is, you know, we just talked about, hey, Claudio, new format, so Claudio's going to win a challenge with Niv. But this is, like, new format, so this random Glorybringer Embercleave Gruul deck shows up and, like, performs really well <laughs> in game week one. I promise you, in two weeks, this deck's gone. And we're not seeing it again. Crimson Vow comes out, this deck's back for a week. And then it's gone. Unless, unless we, we're going to get a Gruul Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. I fucking hate every second of it. Not going to lie. Like, we were joking off cast where you're like, okay, you're, we're going to get a, a, a Mana Blue Vampire. And you're thinking no, that's No, 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 Brad. I'm sorry. Hey, Don't try it. You're, you're saying off cast. This was on the recording, but this was the recording you fucked. <laughs> Is it? I yeah. can't. It, it all it <laughs> doesn't all matter. Together, I'm joking. Whatever. Okay, well, I was joking it'd be a 1-1 one, one Merfolk vampire that just can't be blocked with lifelink because that's that's just what they would give you. <laughs> but no, real sacrilege for vampires if, if we got a gruel vampire, I think. Kind of hype. Oh, maybe Selesnia. Selesnia's probably. Yeah, that'd be really weird. I mean, I, I, I could see it. A gruel vampire. Like... Makes me uncomfortable. Like nature dude turns bitey boy. Yeah. Okay. What about what about Simic vampire? Especially because Simic just doesn't make sense on Innistrad because Simic <laughs> is science, and this is like the period in. Uh, well, actually, okay. Without getting that like historical like thing, people always say there was actually like a lot of scientific advance in medieval times. But you don't really see it. Yeah. And especially on Innistrad, where it's all mad science. So, cool science, though. Mm. It's all like Demir and Izzet science, but a Simic vampire would be like. That would probably be like the vampire Merfolk. Like, yeah, I just smashed them together. It's, it's Uro, but he's a vampire instead of an elder giant. <laughs> no, Nosferu Ratu. Yes, perfect. We did it. All right. Well, well, you know, guys, this was a wonderful episode. And uh, remember, we do have merch at eatgaming.com. And uh, we're going to have to hope you listen to us next week. Nosferatu, and he just has Lifelink. It's just the same card. <laughs> he, he still has the, the, all the three things. Yeah, the card but he just has land. Lifelink. And he also has but the cost, has But the six, cost instead is going to be like... Green, green, blue, red. It's like, yeah, look. And he, yeah, bitey boy it's now. Fuck you. I, 
I'm playing five color vampires. I dropped this bitch and was sworn for free. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate everything. Oh yeah, and, and the three mana rectal Sorin is gonna just say minus three escape target vampire. <laughs> escape cost is equal to its mana cost minus one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, fourth place, Burn showing up with literally just like what you'd expect in Burn. No, um... What's our number three card? No Burn Lady. Flame... Flame something. Flame Channeler? Flame the, uh, the, one that, the one that becomes... Yeah, the Flame Channeler that yeah. becomes the Elemental. Yeah, not, not in this yeah, one. Did one. show up in another one, but this one is just straight up Burn, as you know, but with a play set of Play With Fire and one Wild Slash making the obvious swap. Uh, fifth place, we see John Sacrifice with zero new cards. Um, then Rakdos with, I believe, no new cards. Phoenix with... I'm sorry, this, this build is just bad. Like, I don't try and be rude How to someone you. who got seventh in a challenge, but like... Man, all, all that tells me is this person could have won the challenge if their deck was better. Why is there four consider and zero opt? It just there's a there's well. a wild slash, but no play with fire. Like, oh yeah, I want to get, I want to punch through protection when one of my two crackling drakes is out. Yeah, that's gonna come up very often, I'm sure. I mean. Maybe. Or after you bounce the board with thing in the eyes. Oh wait, there is nothing to take its protection away from because you just bounce the whole board. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Two pieces of the puzzle. That card's actually pretty sweet. But one sweltering sun's one anger. This this build is really weird. Where I just feel like just run the eight cantrips, dude. This is just the mistake people made with Phoenix in um, historic. Where they kept trying to do this weird, like, Goblin Electromancer, but I'll play some two-drops thing. And it's like, no, just just play all the one-mana cantrips. Yeah. And then when, uh, what's it called, gets banned, just play Demilich, it's okay. Yeah. The spiciest tech, though, in this deck, I I've seen this in Phoenix lists uh, past week. Um, they're running Eternal Scourge in the sideboard. Three. Brad, how do you kill this thing? If you somehow manage to get it into their graveyard, they'll just delve it away. And now it's in exile. So, in case people yeah. don't know, Eternal Scourge is uh, actually first foil I ever pulled from a prize pack. Um, <clears throat> Eternal Scourge. 3 mana, 3-3, three, three, Eldrazi Horror. You may cast Eternal Scourge from exile. When Eternal Scourge becomes the target of a spell or ability the opponent controls, exile it. So it, it it it's pretty easy to get rid of, but it keeps coming back, which is very annoying about the card. Um so again, if you then like, oh, I'll thought seize it away, so it's in the yard, well it'll just be delved. So this is like the literal stickiest threat on the planet. No idea how you actually kill this thing. Um, but again, that a triggered ability, that's important with like a couple of cards. 
where obviously you can shock it and you still get rid of it, even though you don't deal three damage. But I think a very important one is, for example, uh, Fatal Push. Because Fatal Push can actually target a card it can't kill. And the wording you're looking for on cards like that is uh, it has to do because of how Revolt works. Otherwise, you would never be able to like target things. You need to check for Revolt, whatever. It says, destroy target creature if it has converted mana cost two or less. Now, if we compare this to Easy Prey from um, Ikoria, most forgettable set of all time, I almost forgot the name. This says, destroy target creature with converted mana cost two or less. That means you're not allowed to target something with a CMC of three, for example. But Fatal Push says, destroy a target creature if it has. So if it doesn't have it, it will just check on resolution. And if you Fatal Push um, a card, it's just like, okay, it's not a two-drop, but it has now been targeted, so it goes to exile. Because it can actually block the Scourge. It might be relevant to know. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get rid of it. Aside from that, nothing too special about this deck. Weird build, Eternal Scourge, <clears throat> crazy cool deck. Makes me happy seeing tech like that. Yeah, also uh, the two Narsets reversal. Um, I love that card. I, I, I forgot why this card shows up. Like what you're trying to target with it. Um, just trying like nick a treasure cruise or something like that or like I remember there was wasn't there a deck that just like blew you out wait hold on could this copy Sylvan Awakening yeah but your opponent would just get it back oh that's fair um I don't know I remember there was a card that this this like a certain matchup just blew him out maybe it was uh, Lotus Oh, I think it. I think it's Lotus, yeah. Where you can, uh, I, I, I at least know it works for Lotus. Obviously, it works for uncounterable cards, which is the point. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, like your opponent tries to protect their card with a Dovin's Veto, and you just, you can have the Dovin's Veto back, but also, fuck the other card you were about to cast. Hmm. I remember it for Commander Dread Horde, but nobody's casting that card for good reason. Um, oh, do you remember? Yes. Remember that was a deck in I, I hated the Commander Dread so Horde Explore. God, that was such an that? awful standard format. It was. I I I thought Guilds of Ravnica standard was kind of shitty with the Golgari Explore deck. Ravnica Allegiance was just straight up awful when that deck went Sultai. Um, it was basically just like that deck just got increasingly more infuriating to play against as the format went on and then they they I, did I this Commander Dreadhorde shit and they were at like 40 life on turn 4 and then they would cast a Commander Dreadhorde and it's just like I guess I'm dead and basically the only tech yeah. you had against that deck <clears throat> is to run your own Commander Dreadhorde and just cast it before David it was like I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. So I was fine with that standard because, I mean, I... You I, played I it. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but I uh, I hated going against Golgari. I agree with you. But you know what I did? 
I made a homebrew Rakdos sacrifice deck that ran Dusk Legion Zealot and uh, Plague Crafter, Ravis Chupacabra, um, and uh, and Rekindling Phoenix and shit. It was so it was so great against Golgari. I never lost in Angrath. Red Angrath at the top yeah. end. It was yeah, so the, good. the only thing I liked about that format is blowing people out with Angrath because that card was criminally oh, underrated in that format. Like, yeah, I wanna. I wish I could play it in Pioneer. Oh, I so would play it in Pioneer if, if if I could. If it was like even remotely playable, I would definitely force the hell out of Angrath in some deck. Yeah, it's such a fun card. Um, so I didn't have a problem with that version of um, of that. And then um, when. When, it, when uh, the Command Dreadhorde version came out, I was playing Esper Hero. So I, I just had counter magic in the side. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck you. So it was great. I also, bring out, my, bring out my Dovin's Veto. Star of Extinction was funny tech against the deck. I had two weird techs against the deck. The game would go so long that I could kick Yosuves, generally. So that was one of the cards I brought in. Or Star of Extinction, which is just like, I don't care about your board. It is just all gone now. Like, I had to part with Hour of Devastation. I was like, I, I, I'll, I'll just blow up the world instead. Yeah, man, that's still, still my favorite standard deck was Esper Hero. God, I wish it was possible to do in Pioneer. Uh, I helped you try. It didn't work. <laughs> I know Reflector Mage. I thought would be good enough to just carry it. And just we get more humans. We get more like stuff. We get more. We get more multicolored things. Every set, I'm kind of just going like, could I bring I mean, back Esper Hero? No, no. What's I can't. the Orzov card that brings something <clears throat> back? Like the Revival Revenge, basically. Um, the cat can't one, stay away. Lives or, or yeah, can't stay away. That, that's that's like a typical hero card. Yeah, I mean, I I would play a few copies of Revival Revenge, so I mean that would just replace that. But it's just hard because like you also want to play like Big Teferi, and you kind of want to almost play this like control what. I mean, doesn't matter. It's just the deck doesn't fucking work. So it's also whatever. one of those cards is like this deck was really good <clears throat> with small to fairy, but it still wasn't good enough. And then we banned small to fairy. It's like okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll just never play this yeah. again. Um, bring bring back small to fairy. I miss him. No, no abs- absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. Like. I, I, I cannot I get myself three, three fairy bouncer thing. I cannot get myself to play modern because Vilf, Summer, and Three Fairies still exist in that format. And it just I just can't. It's just, I am not doing this. <laughs> no. No. I, no, Brad. It feels so good to cast though. I'm sorry, Alex. You, you I don't give a fairy, fuck. Like, I'm just no. You're like minus bounce your thing i'm gonna draw a card and you're like yeah this well, feels so like good. imagine going against something like esper hero and it's actually correct to bring in spell pierce just to deal with that fucking card like just like veil of summer you imagine- i remember boarding in dispel against gruel aggro like what the fuck are you doing yeah it, it just fucks up your format yeah. like i i remember or, okay imagine this imagine reflector mage just just also saying draw a card on it No, I've been, uh, this week is the first time I've ever cast Reflector Mage, and holy shit, that card is good. Like, Very good. if that would draw yeah. a card, nope. Anyway, challenge. Uh, eighth place, Monorad Aggro, running Play With Fire. Go figure. Um, nothing else that's new. Ninth, we're seeing Mono Black Vampire, running 
three copies of Infernal Grasp. This, you know, your life total is a resource, Brad. Do you know that? So we're just... It's the best resource. We're just losing it unnecessarily. I don't, I don't know what, like, crazy plus one plus one counters I've been missing out on. But I've been able to kill basically everything with Heartless Act still. So I don't quite see I mean, why the Infernal Grasp is there, but... I mean, maybe they were just thinking, like, this deck gains a lot of life, even though it also loses a lot of life. Like, I feel like I'm good at a lot of those matchups, and I don't know what I'm going to face, so I'm just going to pick the removal spell that hits everything. Like, going into an open format, if you feel like you don't need the life, um, it could be an idea that you grab the absolute broadest removal spell. I mean, that's kind of like we see with... Um, look, at, look at Claudio's list, for example, for uh, Niv-to-Light. We're talking about that. It's only running one Vanishing Verse. run three Dreadbore. Um, it's just... It, it's a bit... It's sorcery compared to Instant, yeah. But, you know, Dreadbore hits kind of more things. Now, of course, Vanishing Verse hits permanence, but based on the meta... Also, keep in mind, a new meta where you're not... Look, are we going to see as many enchantments right now? like or whatever like that many like artifacts and shit where you're like you give a fuck about vanishing verse as much probably not so i think the right call for claudio is to run i mean obviously he fucking won the challenge so duh yeah. but uh, dread yeah, but like you know hey, that's it speaks to you we could see like I, I have no idea how good like gruel aggro was well we've seen gruel aggro actually going into this but like all the werewolf good good werewolf cards are gruel um for example. God, I hope werewolves can be a thing in Pioneer. Fuck. It's got the tools. It's just block constructed, which is the main problem. Well, block constructed I mean, plus Mario... that one card from AFR. <clears throat> yeah, and Morrow said um, expect a similar amount of werewolves as we got vampires in this set for Crimson Val. So like so 10. We'll probably get another one. Yeah. So we're going to get more wolves. And like I, I, I'm still telling you, Coco werewolves, Nightpack ambusher was your other four drop, just so you can get them. <laughs> eh, you try it. Let me know if it works. I don't feel like sleeving that up, Alex. That's so much fucking effort. I'll work. Oh, I'll, I'll work on in, my human deck, and I'm gonna play my one-one with protection from werewolves, which I've basically been referring to as my one-one with protection from Mutavolt. Oh, that's actually really cute. Yeah, like, I'm going to blow someone out with that. I already know. Even though it is the first thing I read out, when they're like, hey, what well, does card do? And I say, protection from werewolves. But they're going to attack with a mutavolt. And I'm like, huh, block. It's a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why are you blocking my... Uh, this like, okay, you're... your card dies. Uh, nope. <laughs> it's a werewolf. Get fucked. Magic's fun like that. You get these weird little things that like again i just forget all the time it's it's a hard it's a hard thing when we're playing uh we're playing webcam magic like i feel i i Mm. am literally like i will just remind my opponents about things that are on my board because it's hard to see like i'll just remind them if they go to combat it's like hey keep in mind i've got a man land here because like yeah if i I play um... grixis i have 12 lands out i have three different is it lands i don't expect my opponent to spot which one is the wandering fumarole right like eh. yeah i notice when i play in person 
like if I what if I've gone to a shop or whatever, which I haven't gone in like a month now. But when I was playing some Pioneer in person, I felt way more I felt better. I felt like I was making better decisions than when we were playing a webcam. I felt like I was like more in tune with the game because I could just see the field better. I could I I could like just I had a better understanding of what was going on. So yeah, it's a completely different animal. Um so yeah, I, I agree I, with I you noticed that. that playing over webcam has made me play cleaner in paper. Cause because you force yourself to talk about it. Yeah, you, it's, you're forced to talk about it, but you're also forced to be like, way like. I know you sort of have to like communicate also like non-verbally, just like you put a card out, you like, you know, I don't kind of just like throw it onto the battlefield, but like I like properly put it out, I'll say the name out loud and blah blah blah, and I felt like that maybe play cleaner because on the webcam you have to. Because if you just start like playing like lightning fast and just kind of throwing your cards on, your opponent's just like, dude, I, I can't read them, please. <laughs> yeah. Or when they have handwritten proxies and you're like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Like I guess I just trust that's what you say it is. <laughs> I see white piece with scribbling on it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, this this is this is the card that's like this the silver bullet for your deck. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You're just better at magic than I am. <laughs> Sure thing, Yugi Moto. <laughs> yeah, you just sometimes you just accept it. Like, like honestly, like if if anyone and cheating happens sometimes, it doesn't happen very often, and we we've had very very few instances of it. But when it does, I'm just kind of like, I mean, look, you obviously need to win this game more than I do, so I'm not gonna be mad at you. <laughs> that's just that's that's how I always feel about it. If you need to cheat, yeah, it's over webcam magic. It's, it's like we call. Um, do you have? How do you call this? Um, in we over here have a lot of things like we call them like dill scooter, which is basically like it's it's like a like a scooter, like a moped, and it's just. But you can have an app, and you could just like see one on the street and just activate the app, and you can get on and like ride it. Uh, I don't know if there's a word for that. Is it like like a shared vehicle? You'd call it. You have it with cars too and bikes. Um. Is there a word for that? Mm, a shared. I'll I'll just call it a shared bike, but we just have to joke in Rotterdam. I always joke with people. It's like in Rotterdam, every bike is a shared bike. It's like there's a very good chance your bike's gonna get stolen wherever you put it. Um. Now I completely lost track because I was trying to find what my what cart were you mentioning. Um, I just completely lost my train of thought because I was trying to find that word for it so badly. And I had this whole like joke I, set up, and I'm just, I just lost it. I don't even remember what we were talking about now. We are so good at this. We are professionals. <laughs> it is three in the morning. I want to go to I want to go to bed, but I'll be here for over an hour, and I will enjoy it, but I will occasionally forget things. Hey, it's okay. We can we can also speed run this. You know, you can just be like, hey, we have the challenges. Uh, we've been recording for 41 minutes now, so we're pretty much already almost halfway through an episode of the podcast, right? And uh, that's typically the the thing we go. But if we, if we do a quicker podcast, we say you only have 40 minutes left, right? That means you can go to bed at four. Sounds pretty nice. Eh? Eh? Okay, it doesn't sound nice. <laughs> it no, that's nicer than 4.30. Yeah, let's just keep going. Uh so again, 
I don't know how we're gonna edit this. Maybe we just keep it this way, so I look like a complete buffoon. We're we're gonna you know, look, we're you gonna know have to keep it this way because I don't even fine. know what's going on anymore. What that, deck were we talking about? What were we talking Jesus about? Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, everyone. Um, so we were all deck ten. I keep looking at this stupid fucking meme that you sent in chat, <laughs> where it's like when they know when they don't know. <laughs> it's so fucking. It's just staring at me. Uh, <laughs> this is. This is literally, Alex, on the left, it's when we know what we're talking about, and then when we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> For people, it's that meme with Mr. Incredible, where you have, like, the normal image where he looks alright, and then you've got the image in, like, black and white, and it's, like, all smudged, and it looks super, like, disturbed. It, if, for the American students, if you're the American listeners, just imagine when you were in school and there's like the teacher's copy of the assignment and then there's your copy which is just like oh, been, oh that applies here too yeah <laughs> and so then i show dark. you a map <laughs> and the map has a legend with like this color gradient which you just cannot see here is this gray here is this black here is a slightly in between shade between the two. Oh, and by the way, all of the words next to everything on the legend are I'm just, like I'm <laughs> you just can't you know what they read say. Him. <clears throat> so magic. Label it. Eleven, eleventh deck, eleventh place deck, blue white control. Um, whoa. Actually, um, this one not utilizing any new cards. I think. I don't think it's even using the new land. I mean, it is using a new land, new Field of Ruin art, but um, no Pretty actual good. new card. Which we will see our, is it, uh, our new timely reinforcement. It's going to show up yeah. on a uh, on new one. This one actually running for a rushing cleric, which does something very similar, which is a two mana, one, three human cleric. And when it enters the battlefield, you gain three life. Is it three? Five life. Wait. No, I can't read. I, I wish that was five life. I'm like, where? That's a that's a cool card. Oh, like, oh my right. god, that's amazing. Twelfth uh, place, vampires. Stick it with the heartless act. Nothing new. As innovative as most vampire players are. <clears throat> uh, just everyone. Everyone. It is like, like we're, we're the least innovative archetype. Is <laughs> you play vampires, you already know like seventy two out of your seventy five cards, even if you haven't played in I, two months. Dude, at least the fucking 8th place vampire list was like, I'm going to run 2 Callous Blood Mage, 3 Kalidus, 2 Fatal Push in the main, 3 you know what? If grasp, it works, 1 Go Blank. Yeah, because you just... Black has so much really good shit now, you're just like, I, I have good cards now. I just have them. Right, and then 13th place, Blue Eye Control. And this one actually, this is quite an interesting one. So we're seeing the 4 Consider. It's actually only fueling 1 Dig Through Time. But there is three copies of Memory Deluge in this uh, in this deck, which I think is a super cool card. Mm-hmm. And I would run it if the interaction with Gearhawk wasn't so stupid. But here's where we see our Time Reinforcement card shows up in Sunset Revelry. So we mentioned this last week. One on a white for sorcery. If an opponent has more life than you, gain four life. If an opponent has more creatures than you, Create two one-one white human creature tokens. Not very difficult because this deck doesn't run any creatures. And if an opponent has more cards in hand than you, draw a card. You can basically skip that text because that's never going to happen in this deck. Um, I guess unless you're doing very poorly, which is what this card is for. Um, 
we see okay. two more copies of this show up in the side because it is very good against burn. Again, I you'd probably rather have timely reinforcement, but you don't have that, so we'll run this card instead. And in some of the blue-white decks we're going to see today, well, on the Saturday challenge, the Sunday challenge, it's just straight up a four-off. Uh, either like mm -hmm. one main, three side, four in the side, two, two, whatever split, but it's basically a four-off. Because it's just that good against the aggressive decks. Uh, 14th place, vampires, nothing too innovative. 15th place, blue-white control. Again, um, we see your considers are fueling your dick through time. Basically, Sphinx's Rev blue-white just doesn't exist anymore. Um, most of them now run consider and then some way to abuse the graveyard. Dig through time or uh, memory deluge being two of those options. 16th place, Vampires. 17th place, Banned Spirits. And this is actually running a full playset of Patricianal... Patrician? Patrician Geist? Patrician Geist. <clears throat> Which Man, makes sense in the Coco version. Yeah, so this is just a... Uh, oh yeah, this is the Coco version. It's just 12 Lords. Um, spirits, which is pretty solid. At this point, do we have enough Lords where... If you're running this list, I would consider a copy of Glassball Mimic. Just because you've yeah. got so many Lords to hit that you might be interested in another one of those, but... Gotta find a room for it. Already down to one Selfless Spirit, down to only two Shacklegeist. So, uh, only four Mausoleum Wanderer as the only one-drops. No Spectral Sailor, no Gilded Goose. So, deck space is getting kind of tight in these spirit lists now. Especially because, keep in mind, Patrician Geist is like, does like half the card. Well, does like 75% of the card. Because Spell Shoe Cast from the Graveyard costs one less to cast, does literal nothing in this deck. And it's still worth playing. I mean, honestly... I can I can envision a place where spirits just kind of says, "All right, Selva Spirit, you are forever a sideboard card now. We don't run any of you in the main." Yeah, especially with the, well, and I think that's an interesting change here, is that we actually see like very little Demir control, and quite a lot of blue white control. So the main sweeper of the format, instead of Shadows Verdict, seems to be back to Supreme Verdict. And that changes a mm. lot for the Spirit stack because the Spirit deck actually really struggles with Shadow's Verdict because um, obviously that doesn't matter for Supreme Verdict either, but it's not blue, can't mystical dispute it. It's exile, can't self-dispirit it. It's five mana, can't queller it. So, but Supreme Verdict, you can uh, use your self spirit or you can queller it. And especially if you're running so many lords, there's a good chance that your opponent gets one chance to verdict you, and if you queller it, you kill them. Yeah. So, it's actually probably quite favorable for... If I'd be a spirits player, I think I would much rather face blue-white than face Demir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you know, Obviously, just things like Fatal Push, killing your, your Wanderer, and stuff like that, just trying to... Just better removal in Demir. Um, they just kind of, uh, yeah, it feels yeah. like a bad matchup for Spirits. And also, their um, the blue white controls anti aggro card with the um, the timely reinforce the mini timely reinforcement that makes non flying blockers. Mm -hmm. So that part doesn't even matter. 
Two mana, gain four life at sorcery speed. Nice revitalize that probably didn't even draw you a card. Pretty so much, even, yeah. even how they gear up for aggro doesn't actually line up with gearing up for spirits. So if your local mana is picking up a lot of blue-white control, you should probably start packing your spirits deck again. Or buy the precon twice and then buy a better mana base. Buy four. You're probably better off buying that thing well, from scratch at that point. Well, just just buy one and then buy your quellers and yeah, fair. Buy one and then buy everything else you need. Yeah, that card's also like completely gone out of these decks. Obviously, no room. Mm -hmm. Then eighteenth place, Niftalite. Um, obviously one that kind of gets to abuse what I just talked about by still being the Shadows Verdict deck. Because Shadows Verdict's obviously still a very good sweeper, and if Spirits players are going to be like, oh yeah, I don't have to play Shadows Verdict anymore, that's probably the best time to cast yourself, uh, cast yourself a Shadows Verdict. But you are able to obviously Mystical Dispute to bring to light that it's coming off, which is pretty nice, because it is only a one-off. 19th place, blue-white control. Very similar to what we already talked about. 20th, blue-white. 21st, Brad. Talk to me about place 24 by Oscar Franco. It's a Delver deck. So we have our boy Delver Secrets. We also have Dreader Arcanus, uh, Young Pyromancer, Brazen Borrower, and Poppet Stitcher. I was about to say, I don't give a shit about the Delver. <laughs> I'm here for the Poppet Stitcher. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the spicy thing. That's why you save it for last. But you got to open up and you got you got to intrigue people first. Okay, you might fucking hate Delver, but a lot of people love Delver. <laughs> and this is a Delver list with 30 spells. They're doing the right thing. Consider Opt, four of, play with fire, four of, spike field hazard. It's a two of, four sensor, four express federation, two lightning strike, two ionize. I don't really know about that, but okay. And four treasure crews. And uh, 18 lands When if you count your two spike field hazards. Otherwise, you have 16 lands. Yeah, and, so uh, even though it is, a, it has a lot of creatures, but I think for building a Delver thing, a Delver deck, this this one quite like nicely navigates around two pitfalls. Uh, first of all, too high of a land count. You compensate that by just running a billion cantrips, and that's way better. Um, mm -hmm. Again, pretty high creature count, so there's some difficulty with flipping it. But not running otherworldly gaze to make your Delver work is also very good. Because uh, I played around against Delver this afternoon, and uh, we discussed afterwards, and it's like, man, otherworldly gaze is just such a bad card. And if mm -hmm. you're trying to use that to set up your Delver, that's just like... It's too many resources dedicated to making this work. So I can see this deck like next week just not being a Delver deck. Uh, and just cut the four Delver and add whatever, maybe add two lands so you don't have to tap out uh, casting so many cantrips, and then like two extra Puppet Stitcher or whatever. And being like a very similar shell. Um, so I like that. It does a lot right to build a Delver yeah. deck. It's just, it's a Delver deck. Get me out. Get me out, Brad. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to the next deck then. And I mean, the next one's just burn. We got 20 second burn place. Um, 
Ah, uh, not you know what I mean. Not just burn. It's flame channeler burn. <gasps> oh, good, good. Yes, they're doing the right thing. They did go four and two, respectable. Twenty second place, four and two. We see the four play of fire, uh, one wild slash, three lightning strike, three light up the stage for wizards lightning. So in the way that you and I were kind of on the cast last week for the top 10 building our burn deck and figuring out the cuts, I was saying, get the fuck, get that extra Zergo out of there. Cut like, um, you know, your Vishen of Pyromancer, which they, they did completely. Um, but they also went ahead and trimmed a lightning strike here and a light up stage there. Um, that could make sense. Cause again, light up the stage and they helps you turn through the deck. Yeah. And they added a land. Um, but in flame channel, now you have, you know, it makes sense. Think about it this way. So, Flame Channer is filling the spot that Light of the Stage is trying to do, and then you add an extra land because you want to have more land drops consistently to have more mana available for that pay one, take the top card, maybe yeah, do something with it and play it as well. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm in, I'm intrigued by this list. I th- I still think Flame Channer is awesome. I am going to be real, though. I still don't like the random Zergo's ver- uh, Bell Striker at this point. Um, I'd rather just be like another... Just give me the fourth Light of the Stage to be honest, or fourth lightning strike uh, for that. Um, or give me a Fiyashino uh, Pyromancer so I do actually have more wizards. So I have a yeah, more consistent wizards lightning. God, I wish we had a one-drop Fiyashino Pyromancer. Would that like be like a 1-1 one, one that pings for one? I wanted to ping for two, but yeah. Ooh. Brad. I want, I want a 1-1... One, one. I want, I want an O one one wizard that pings for two. Give it flash, so it's like shock on the body. That's like... Yeah. I was, I was kind of sad they didn't do that when Dominaria came out. Like, why aren't the wizards just a whole bunch of creatures with flash with spells stapled onto them? So they don't actually... They go back next year. So it's like, oh, you got wizards retort. It's like, this deck taps out. <laughs> why would I want Counterspell mm. on the tap out deck? Kind of sad we didn't see any wizard uh, tribal uh, with the new uh, is it wizard? Vatter Ooh, or whatever. is it time to whip out the Adelis again? But maybe, maybe. Oh, I love that card so much. Explaining to your opponent that prowess stacks. Hey, <laughs> no, no, no! I have prowess and this. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're dead. Moving on, we have after burn we have uh just Jund. Um it's the bolstered Citadel with all that good stuff. Uh 24th with is it Phoenix again? Are they actually doing opt and consider? Oh my god, yes. Alex, they are four and two. They go the full playset of opt to consider, and they they did pretty well again. Um four and two is fine. Uh we got thing in the ice again on the main. And then of course just more is it Phoenix things of like, look at all the one ofs I can run because we can <laughs> like and, they were first going like, do we run Anger? Do we run Sweltering Suns? Like, I'll just run one of each. We'll just draw the right one at the right time. It's fine. That's that's what happens. Hey, when you're playing Risen, that is exactly what happens. Yes. And I'm like, hey, Risen, how many how many of those are you running? He's like, this is actually the only one I'm running. And I'm like, huh. Yeah. I, You got me. Again, you're just better at the game than I am. Yeah, yesterday I but, played against a hand that he had, which I think was three thing in the ice and an Anger and like three lands. I was like, okay. I'm Good dead. <laughs> Looking at the 25th list, another four and two list. Uh, Alex, you like this one a lot. It's four color Omnath. It's making a resurgence, but it's, it's the slot machine. Featuring, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's featuring Ren and Seven. 
Yeah, Ren and Seven really sweet in this deck. Um, uh, main part it being the zero, just being able to make like multiple have multiple instances of landfall one turn. Uh, very powerful. It's very easy to get your Omnath mana or get a ridiculous amount of mana out of your Lotus Cobra or also running Felidar Retreat. Yeah, and then you just run like the slot machine thing of running Genesis Ultimatum. Yeah, I love that card. Like I this this version of the list I, I was kind of sad to see go because once we lost three fairy and we lost um uh what was the other thing that we lost that this deck really got hurt by? Uh, Uro, Uro, of course. Duh. Yeah, losing Uro into Just wait till next set for this deck. Yeah, uh, was really depressing if you were this this kind of player. Um, but honestly, Red and Seven can make this deck work again. I, I I'm a firm believer in the full four because you're running out ultimatum. You can smack it down, and then of course we see Feldar Retreat as a four of in this this version as well. Um, we don't see any Tyrus trackers, which I'm a little surprised anywhere in the 75. Um, but uh, it's fine. Makes sense. Um, whatever. I, uh, you know, maybe I would do two Tyrus trackers over this Nahiri here. I, I, I know you like Nahiri yeah. a lot. Nah- Nahiri's a nice um, catch all. But- um, but yeah, it is a little bit, a little bit wonky. Um, yeah, that's also why I like like it in Niv, because it like threatens much. But it's like if this ults, you'd like grab an Omnath, I guess. Like doesn't feel as threatening. Like when I play against this deck, I, I'm like fine having Nahiri ult. If like mm-hmm. if I have to expend a lot of resources to stop her from ulting, I can be like, uh, I'll just let her ult and kill the Omnath. Against Niv, like mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> that thing ults, you're dead. Exactly. Um I think also important to note with having multiple instances of Ren and Seven is that the token Ren and Seven makes is actually not legendary. So if you minus your Ren to make a token, and then you like, you know, off your Genesis Ultimatum, you like hit another one, you can minus that token isn't legendary. So now you have two huge beaters with I think they have reach. Yeah, they do have reach, pretty relevant. A little surprised to not see any of the new lands in this list. We see a bunch of check lands. See, uh, let's see, two Hinoran Harbor, one Glacial Fortress. Um, we see three Rootbound Crags. Uh, we see uh, Sulphur Falls as well, two Sun Petal Groves. Um, it's a lot of check lands. So I'm a little shocked that we don't have any of the new lands at all to try it out because like, i still think they're better than checks i don't know i, f- I feel um, like i guess the mana just works yeah right? these these are quite like mat- at this point these are quite like meticulously put together mana bases right we see all like two of this three of that two of this one of this um trying to like piece together quote unquote the perfect mana base so at that point like why bother yeah you need enough i mean this is essentially I mean, you're just trying to get Genesis Ultimatum right, and uh, yeah. you're not worried. Of, you're honestly not worried about a lot of the the white stuff, even when Portable Hole and Chain to the Rocks, because you have enough. You have enough mountains, um, and your white man is good enough where you can manage. You have four Fatal Passage. Um, that's another thing, though. No, remember when we were seeing these Omnath decks really just go all in on the landfall thing and be like, we're gonna run four Fatal Passage and like four Evolving Wilds too. Yeah. Um, 
surprised we don't see any number of those. Again, maybe again you, you I said think it's Ren. Like you run yeah. Fable Passage, Evolving Wilds is bad, realistically. <clears throat> yeah. And it the is. turns where I want to have a bunch of landfall triggers, I'll just, I'll just run Ren. Um Escape to the Wilds gives you an extra land drop, which is four off at this point. Uh so does Grove Spiral. So I guess that just these 12 spells plus Fable Passage, like that is enough ways to trigger your second Omnath landfall that you just you don't mm. even want to run this bad land. You know what I kind of want to do? You know, you know what I'm thinking about? Instead of this Nahiri, I'm kind of kind of interested in just saying, fuck it, run Nyssa. Why not Ugin? I mean, that too, I guess. We're playing the slot machine deck. Give me Ugin. True. But yeah, just give me more big like big things to just slam down. Yeah, I, funnily enough, I, I do actually like this build in a sense that because you're not running stuff like Ugin... I feel like every Genesis Ultimatum is just fine. Like, if you yeah. Genesis Ultimatum, you hit five lands. You're probably like, well, that's not too bad. Make five two twos with Fatal yeah. Retreat. Especially, especially when you have, like, Omnav on the board or something. You're like, haha. Yeah, like, make a bunch of mana, make a bunch of kitties. All right, now play another card that gives me some lands. Give them all, like, plus one counters and vigilance. It's fine. No big deal. Also, only three Genesis Ultimatum. Um, guess just because that's of how hard usually it's the cast. number. Yeah, that, that's usually the number. Um, I mean, it's also the Yorian list. I don't know. I'm I'm actually used to running the sixty card version of this, but you have so much good shit to run now. I guess because you're running Run and Seven, um, you're just kind of. Wait, okay, I mean, I don't know. You can. I think you can make this back down to sixty. I mean, the list after is twenty six plays is this list, but then. Without Yorion. Okay, what'd they cut? What'd they cut? They went four and two as well. Okay, they this is cut they Corsair, still went four. No Nihiri. Yeah. Here's uh, the Ugin you wanted. Yeah, there's one Ugin. No. No, no expressive iteration. That's interesting. And That's then cutting a bunch one of your best cards. I don't know. Is land. it is it in this deck? Right. Like I feel like expressive iteration is like not super great in this deck. It's like good because Expressive Iteration is a good card. But mm. I don't think it is as good. And this deck definitely casts better Genesis Ultimatums. Yeah, especially you on have... the side, you bring in the Comas and another Ugin. Yeah, you've got Comas, you've, you can go up to two Ugin. There is a higher chance that you hit a Ren or an Omnath uh, because there's just your deck's thinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do I do like the 60 card version. It's a lot cleaner. Yeah, I don't like messing with the Orion versions of decks too much, um, especially ones that I feel like need to be more consistent. I think this is one of those decks that needs to have that consistency. To give you an example, we've been doing the Pioneer League, right, in the uh in the server. And I played um Demir Rogues in the first game, and it was against that uh that Jeskai combo control deck with the Locust God and uh, Sage of the Falls. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was trying the Yorian version. And he just was not having good luck. I milled over his combo pieces both games. We even played a third Ooh. game for fun. Milled over his combo piece that game too. <laughs> um, Like, I, I kept hitting it. And 
He didn't have the greatest draws. And after I was like, I feel like this deck really doesn't want to be a Yorian deck. I think you just really got to go right into the 60 and be consistent. I mean, you don't when actually want to draw your combo pieces. So there is some merit to being a Yorion deck. True. But I mean, we've always seen that deck as the 60 card version, though, for the most part. But okay, but you're fine with drawing because you run Fire Prophecy. Oh, yeah, that's true. You could draw it. You, you pitch him back and shit. You also run the... Um, Valakut Awakening. The, the, the Magical Mallet, basically, as well, to throw stuff back. Yeah, Valakut Awakening, that one. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just like... I think they were, it was worse in the Yorian version because like, you throw them back and stuff, but like, I don't know, it was, it was just weird. It just, it just felt like he was just not drawing well at all. So, I don't know. But then I think the rest of the league, we have Niftalite with any new cards. Let me see. Um, no. Same old, same old Niftalite. Bringing back that random one of Utter End. We used to see a lot. The Crocs on the sideboard. Rakdos return for the Niv Mirror. Um, cool. Uh, another is a Phoenix list at 28th. Are they running... Full place out of both. They are good for them. It's pretty similar otherwise uh, for everything else. Nothing too fancy in the sideboard. Yeah, more Narset reversals. And then is this a cool is it list at 29th, Alex? Nope, it's another Phoenix list that for some reason isn't re registered as a Phoenix list. Um, cool. 30th place, Rakdos, your classic Stitcher supplier, all that good stuff. Running Young Pyromancer. Claim the fame, Cole gets me to go blank, which we've seen that as a staple now. Go blank in the main, at least two of, another two in the side. Spirits as well, 31st place for Bant. Um, this one's running. No new card. It's running the Patrician Geist. Um, but this one's actually running some Spectral Sailors. They're also running two Selfless Spirits, two Shackle Geist. What are they cut? What are we missing? What, what's the thing? What was the other list running that this one's not? How do they have no more idea. room suddenly? Rattle Chains is there. Watch of the Spheres is there. Um, Still running, they're running their 11 war. That 11 one wars, also right? runs Skyclave Apparition. That one runs three oh. Shacklegeist. Okay. Oh, wait, this, no, this one actually so this one, runs. This, this one's moved its Skyclaves to the side only. <clears throat> I guess. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Still 23 lands. And then to finish out this challenge for Saturday, we have blue-white control again with a one of Fate of Wishes in the main, two tree, uh, Dream Trawlers, three Narset, two Elspeth, no big Teferis, four Consider. Um, Fate no of Wishes ops. can grab you an approach so you can actually win games. Yeah. That's true. It's a little weird that it's just a random one of Faye, but I mean, when you have the card draw this deck does, I guess you're just kind of fine with it. Also, yeah. cool to see Dream Trawler getting some love. That's a fucking terrifying card. Yep. It's so weird that we're the, the year of magic we're in, where we just see cards like Dream Trawler just not be played as much, but you're like, you gotta, you gotta respect the card when they have it and when they do play it. Even cards like Elder Gargaroth doesn't see much play anymore. So like, it's weird. Magic's so weird. 
You have all these powerful cards that just don't Magic see is play. weird. Especially because some of these cards just vanish. It's not even like they don't see play. They're just, one day they're great, and one day they are just gone. Yeah. And it's not like, if you look at... Give me, give me an example of a card that was dominant 15 years ago, or like is terrifying. That like just would never see play now. Watch Wolf. Cool. Why the fuck would it see play now? Like, there, there's a jarring difference, right? I but mean, now, Fleece Main Lion's just strictly better. <laughs> and and now we and have even that card's Fleece like Main 10 Lion. years old. And Fleece Main Lion doesn't even see play. Yeah, because we got a better version that doesn't see play. And uh, Theros. Remember? Oh, the one that comes back as an aura. Yeah. Fleece Main Lion could be better than that, depending on the deck. But I see what you mean. Um, well, we got we got like a more flexible version, I guess, and it doesn't see play. But now, it's not even like we have differences of those types when you look at these cards. It's just straight up, like even Omnath before Jeskai Ascendancy came back, Omnath was gone. Except Omnath that is a fucking. It doesn't fucking count. It's a five-color deck that just says <laughs> I can play Omnath. I simply I'll run can one. play Omnath. Yeah. <laughs> like if you if if I ever bring up a card and you respond, but Niv can play it. No shit, Niv can play it. Of course it can play it. <laughs> Gonna fucking play. It's it. like it's like the commander play like the oh it's commander playable, but then off one for one constructed. <laughs> you can put it in Niv. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Put anything in. Oh yeah, we we have. You didn't have uh, didn't have that card being played when blue white control kind of fell off. There was no home for big to fairy. That's an amazing card still. Um, and then like we're talking about other ones like Dream Char or stuff like that. It's in Elder Gargaroth and Vorinclex only sees play in the Mono Green Walkers version of like with no Karn. Like there, I mean, Croxa sees play in questing. one deck. Yeah, and, and Questing Beast. Besides the random Gruul deck that shows up at the beginning of every new format. Doesn't see play. Embercleave doesn't see play except for that stupid gruel deck. Sees a lot of mention on the show it's... though, Questing Beast. But that's all me. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're you're terrified of him. He's giving you PTSD. Is it ever like card. no? Too many words. <laughs> yeah, because and that's the comparison. It's just so it's so weird where we are with magic now, where we're just like, look at this card, it's so good. And like, I'll be honest, I won't be surprised if like Ren and Seven, you just look at it and all of a sudden like a month from now, it's just no one plays it anymore because everyone's just like, eh, it's not quite there. Not quite what we want. We're, we want that greediness to be that perfect level. It's just a jarring, jarring game that we play. But um, guess we'll move on to the Sunday one. Now, Alex, what won the Sunday challenge? It's straight up blue white control uh some differences between the ones we've seen uh the main thing being this one's a full four copies of fateful absence which which i think is correct which i doubt is correct oh it's correct i'm sorry hey tell me alex take a gander what two mana spell is no longer being ran Deccan Stone? No, Azorius Charm. 
Oh yeah, you yeah, that I, as a four of it. Okay, I I guess you're replacing Azorius Charm, which is just an atrocious card. So, um, yeah, then Fateful Absence could work. But God, this deck is so fucking slow because it's blue eyed control. Of course it is. And then you're gonna give your opponent their card back. Mm. They gotta pay for it. It's fine. And then okay, no, you know why I don't give a not shit? Not like you're, you're not giving control. them the time though. <laughs> yeah, but then you just counter whatever they get anyway. It's fine it's fine seriously it's fine i suppose it's I'm, fine, I'm fine they, it. they got in first but god let's just yeah, five i mean i guess <laughs> i guess there's actually another way to look at this you have so, no set they can't draw their card anyway <laughs> no they, they can do it in their turn <laughs> but it's more like uh, okay there's so much stuff in this format like phoenix that that just I don't know, whenever I ask a Phoenix player how many cards you have in hand, the, or, the answer is always seven anyway. Like, I can give them a yeah. clue. Oh, they can crack it. Now you can discard the hand size, right? So, in that way, mm-hmm. that might actually kind of work. Like, hey, if my opponent, and a lot of these decks in Pioneer do that, there's, you know, you see quite a few decks that run, like, have certain mana sinks, or, you know, just high curves, or man lands, etc. So, if everyone is spending all their mana every turn, it doesn't really matter if you give them a clue. Like, I'm playing this humans deck with Thraubin Inspector, and because the curve is a little bit higher, I catch myself, like, playing an Inspector on turn one and not cracking the clue till, like, turn eight. Because I just have other things to do. So mm-hmm. I guess, or like, hey, I'd rather activate my Manland and swing you for three, then, like, crack this clue and have, like, four mana I'm not doing anything with. So, in that sense, I guess it can kind of make sense if, like... And then it's not much in, like, can I, like, kill them before they draw the card? But it might be, like, against some decks like Phoenix, where just, like, giving them one more card just just really doesn't matter. Like, I, I just cannot give a shit. Half the card, whatever. Now you've got eight. Mm. I think look at this list is they are actually running the new uh, land, the deserted beach. Running a oh, couple yeah. of them, so and their full four playset set of uh, irrigated farmland, Hell and Fountain, Glacier Fortress. Um, now this is where I kind of I I am a bit more inclined to be like it makes sense that you're running more checks than this land because you're running so many lands that are just like yeah we are planes and islands yeah because you're running a four off um, irrigated farmland i'm like yeah, yeah. That, i could see that but yeah this list there's, there's nothing inherently special about it this is the blue light list um it's literally just the faithful absence coming in i i really think that's a big enough difference maker to at least make this a, a choice again i know you don't like that it gives them a clue and things like that and uh, again that's just what you get with white, with white removal, unfortunately. You have to have some downside. I, ju- I will just say that this is the deck Laugh that goes in because... <laughs> that card's yeah, stupid. I mean, this, this is the deck that it goes in because you can counterbalance the fact that they get their card back, kind of, because they have to pay to get it back anyway. They have to pay two mana to crack the clue. And you have the, the backup and essentially the card advantage to say no you're you're not allowed to use that card that you got and you have things like narset to be like you just have now you have to really play around when you can draw this card and stuff like that too 
um, or just flat out you can't. So I think this this deck is here to say. Also, with we talk about Sunset Revelry, it, an absolutely really good card. Um, I'm 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 interested to see what we get in the next set because I I can see I can see one more one more card that Blue White's just like yeah yeah we're, yeah we're really back on the map. We slapped Absorb and Render Silence onto one card. Yeah. Boom. Or they they just give you another Supreme Verdict level sweeper or something. Oh my they, god! They, they give no. you a, they give you they give you an exile sweeper for four mana. So now they're like, hey, remember we're afraid of spirits? Yeah, fuck you. And it's spirits like, ha! I could queller it now. <laughs> Jokes on you. It's better oh, as five yeah, mana. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, and then. Lucky for you, Alex, second and third place are both is a Phoenix list that are running the full four playset of both opt and consider. So people kind of caught on the next day that became way more consistent. People realized that one mana cards are better than two mana cards. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> yep. And then the next one after that, we do see the beautiful spirits list. And, you know, this one's running some some pretty cool stuff. Alex, it's running the full four playset of Spectral Adversary. It's also running three Patrician Geist. Um, and it's just straight up Azorius. There's no Coco here. Uh, do you think this is right? I mean, we get, we see Lofty Denial, and we know Lofty Denial is such a really powerful card, especially in this version of Spirits. Um, but would you rather be playing Coco with, without this? Or do you, do you even think Spectral Adversary is good enough to be like a card? Because they're, they're going four of. No, I don't, I don't actually think Spectral Adversary is a good card. Uh, it has minor upside but overall not a big fan of the card and in that sense that makes me more inclined to run a banned coco deck rather than straight up azorius uh there's some things to be said here for it like um you know your mana base is smaller and that means you're less mm -hmm. less likely to flood which is good because there's only two Spectral Seder in the deck rather than the occasional three or four, whatever we're seeing. But overall, I don't, then, then I think I'd want to get something out of my mana base. I'd, I'd want to run like a Hall of the Storm Giant or two or whatever, even though I, I know it's a mm. low land count, but like I want to get like something. Because I feel like at this point, the trade-off of like sometimes your mana base costs you a couple points of life but I do get to play Collected Company, I'd rather be on the company plan then. Yeah, that makes sense. They do have four Denik in the side, though. That also surprises me, because I don't know what you're actually targeting with it. Like, what, what matchup are you trying to mess up with it? Rakdos, probably. It's not even that good against Rakdos. All it stops is Claim to Fame. Oh, and it stops, uh, it stops Arcanist. the Arcanist. Yeah, I guess. But and you are running. Can but you're running four of a legendary. Yeah, I mean, he does actually become a spirit on the backside, which is kind of cute. And you can have, but here, Alex, you ready? Ready for this? You can have Denik, Pious Apprentice out, and you can disturb him for Dennis Pyrus. Uh, apparition, and you can have them both out 
True. So the legendary th- rule is a little bit more flexible here because they are different names on front and back. Yeah. Ultra, I find is an odd one, but maybe they're onto something. I'd love to know um, what they thought going up to this four, this full play set of Danik rather than just like, I don't know, felt like testing it. Like if there's actually like a certain I mean, they something wanted that they to were see targeting. It, probably. Yeah, that... That's also a thing that happens in these first weeks, right? We're going to see cards being three-offs or four-offs that end up being one or two-offs. But you got to yeah. draw them to see if they're actually good. Yeah, and you could probably say the same thing about Spectral Adversary. Um, though yeah. I can understand it being a four-off because it's non-legendary, and it's just on the floor, it is a 2-1 Flash Flyer that's just fine in Spirits. So I can I can have, I can can have see a bit more of the reason to be like, do you keep that a four um, I just don't know if you'd rather have that as opposed to like you know your your shacklegeist. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not sold on spectral adversary, but we'll see. It this person was I believe the only one to use it. Um, but I don't know, I feel like there's better things you could be doing, especially with the uh, with the new lord, with the geist. Yeah. Let's see. Now going through the rest of the challenge. Is there anything even... Oh, God. It's this fucking list. Hey, Alex. It's look. the Gruul deck. Gruul. It's here. And it's always the same version. You want to run some Questing Beast, Gory Bringers, Lovestruck Beast, uh, Missing Martyrs. Nice. Shadowcrawl Smashing, Embercleave. Just kill it's, it's just it's the, em, it's the Embercleave list that never casts their Embercleave for two. Yep. It's always like three or four. Definitely. It's it's the scariest Embercleave though, because it's you're attaching it to a glory bringer or questing oh. piece. Just imagine one of those fucking things with a goddamn magical Garab Harbinger. Let me draw two cards, please. Thank you. Yeah, that too. Uh, this is this is the uh the Eldrain deck, honestly. Like it just it spawns so much <laughs> fucking bullshit. At least they're not running uh what's it called? The goddamn tree great hench but yeah fuck that card <laughs> then we got sixth place we got jund this is just straight up coco bowl citadel same thing same thing same thing then we got mono green walkers no karn package here just straight up going with the vorinclex version um elder gargroth in the main vivian nissa oath of nissa and we see ranger class we noticed that that was the thing that was sticking around as well as the one of layer of the hydra which was like i'm still gonna bitch about bump that shit up to two for the love of fucking Christ, that is an amazing yeah. mana sink and a deck that runs for Nekthos and it's devotion. But yeah, agreed. Whatever. Um, sideboard is same shit as we always see. Uh, Primal Might, Scavenger Goose, Harbinger, Shifting Ceratops, Elder Gargroth. We see an Ulamog because you can actually cast it. You can really find fun. it with Vivian. That's also very true. Uh, eighth place, Vampires. There's Vampires. That they're the fuck do you say about vampires at this point? It's the same four of four of four of four of four of uh ninth place, Lotus Field. Anything cool, anything new, anything hip? No. No, not at all. It's Lotus Field. No, zero. It's just sad. Ones. Uh twelfth place is vampires again. Cool. Thirteenth place is auras. Uh, quickly People mentioning are... which one you quick you flew over is uh tenth place, actually kind of cool. So I'm playing Rectal Spurn. 
And this gives them access oh, yeah. to um, Hungry for More, which is a black and a red for a sorcery. Create a 3-1 black and red vampire cro- to- token with Trample, Lifelink, and Haste. Second at the beginning of the next end step. You can flash it back for only three mana. It's actually a pretty cool mm. card. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's enough to go straight into Rakdos completely. This is the same idea of like the regular burn deck being Boros. It's already running white for one card and then some sideboard. In this case, for Rakdos, it's running self-inflicted wound and then hungry for war. Um, and they are they did kind of change up their spell package a little bit. They're running four skull crack, four skewer of the critics as well. Um, which I can actually understand because uh, now that you have essentially another hasty threat kind of thing, you skewer kind of makes sense. Yeah, skewer just feels like it belongs to Rakdos anyway. But I don't know. Like I almost, I almost want to run more things to justify Rakdos. I I feel more inclined to justify being a Rakdos as opposed to just being like. The other one is mono red, but like Boros Charm is good, so we'll do that. We also like Change of the Rocks because we run mountains. That just makes sense to me, where you're like fine with just being sort of Boros. This feels like I need an excuse, but I don't know what the excuse would be. Like we can run that one goblin that's a 3 1 haste for two. We could just run that Punisher burn deck. So we just go for Sorploid Diplomacy. For a risk factor and a risk factor, I I love that deck so much. That was one of my favorite decks in that standard. Um, but yeah, when uh, going back, thirteenth was Auras. We did have eleventh place Nev Delight. Skip that. Fourteenth uh, is Rakdos Pyromancer. Nothing new at all. It's a it's a Pyromancer deck. We're seeing a lot of like just kind of like old stuff returning. Not old stuff returning, but just same thing. Then we have Boros um, Boros Burn which is not running our beloved channeler sticking with the old the old plan of using a pyromancer but of course it's still running the new play with fire which that that has to happen uh let's see 16th place is that blue white control i see it is and alex it's running t-hulk hooray hey the one-off yeah just the one i'll say though Um, if you run one t-hulk i feel like you're better off running the companion instead I mean, yeah. I mean, you're gonna run one I, creature. I probably just run the free one. But happy to see it. I like it. Commit flashing back. Commit to memory at instant speed with a Nar set in play. Pretty nasty. Now, funny thing, Alex. Um, we talked about the Saturday list for Delver, and you're like, you know, they're probably gonna realize Delver's bad, and they're gonna just be like, we're gonna just go all in on Pop and Stitcher. Yeah, no, they said fuck you. And uh, they came back uh, for no pop 17th stitcher. place. <laughs> yeah, no Poppet Stitcher. Swapped uh, it for a Sprite Dragon. Spri- uh, exactly. Cool. Which, I mean, eh, it's fine. Makes sense. Um, I still hate that two of Ionize so fucking much. I don't like it. Don't uh, Brad, like it, it, it added a four-off sensor to it, too. Just to make you feel better. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Thank you. Uh, 18th is Burn again. Same thing. Cool. We got another vampire deck. Are they running anything cool? No. They're being silly and oh, running power they're word running, kill. Yeah, they're running power word kill and three go blank in the main. I mean, vampires can do it. Is it Phoenix? Are they doing the 4-4? Four, four? They're doing the no. 
No, they're not. Nope. Sorry, Alex. This is why they got 20th place. Yeah. Should have gone to 4-4. Four, four. And we got Jund. Same thing as what we always see. Nice, even, beautiful list. Um, and then we have... Actually, uh, cool card sideboard. landfall stuff. Uh, quick to mention for yeah. Jund. is a card we've seen a little bit, even in modern, I believe. In Outland Liberator? Uh, one on a green for 2-2. Two, two. Human Werewolf. You could pay one, sack it, and destroy an artifact or enchantment. So neutralize uh sorry neutralize uh naturalize uh but it's also day bound night bound site uh is a three three same activated ability but now it also says whenever it attacks destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player control so if you manage to flip this it's really going to go to town if your opponent's playing like some sort of enchantment based deck yeah this would like feast on auras it's pretty cool yeah i like that a lot Twenty uh, second place, we have looks like a four color Omnath list, and it's more Ren and Seven. Pretty much the same list. Actually, it is the exact same list. It's the Orion version, uh, same ninety five yeah. of the other day. They went three and three this time. Did not go four and four. Um, then we got Jund again. Same thing. Jund sticking around. It's still a good deck. It's just, yeah, I, I have no idea where it slots this meta as we move forward though. Um, and now Alex, we see the landfall deck again for four card omnath but this time it's back to the 60 card variant i like how they're both close to each other in both challenges they both finished three and three or four <laughs> and two respectively um but this time it's a little bit different they still have the coarser crew fix in it they actually still have expressive iteration they're still running the ugin and the nahiris as well as the run and seven um fortune the rock fort like this is just and they're running 35 wait no this, this is a Yorion is, deck, but Yorion wasn't registered somehow. Or whatever. Because it's got it's yeah, got I a just 15 didn't see card Orion. sideboard. No, hold up. 17. Yeah, it is a fi- this is a 15 card sideboard. There's just they yeah, build a Yorion deck no without Yorion. Yorion less Yorion. Brilliant. I'm I'm not I'm done talking about it. Fuck, fuck that person. <laughs> this makes me angry. <laughs> Please cut one go, Goma. Burn. You've got three. Okay. No, you you need all three. Uh, burn is a phoenix. Burn. Vampires, vampires. They Naya burn. mid-range. And, uh, Actual Naya, Naya mid-range. mid-range. Running, kind of. Running Torval Head Huntmaster, which I don't agree with as being like the best thing for Winota. But it's really cool. Don't get me wrong, it's super fucking cool. It's super cool. It's it's kinda it's kinda grave titan. Um because it turns out it's not very relevant that you're six six at death touch. Um But I don't know, this is this the problem I've had with Naya mid range, or well Winoda mid range or whatever the hell people want to call it. Is that I feel like when you're playing Winoda, it, because it's sort of like this backup plan, right? It's like, oh yeah, but if my Winoda dies, my deck kind of doesn't do anything. It's like, I feel like that's why you play the deck, though. And they've cut Neoform, which already was hard, but uh, which I believe was sometimes in, but at least they cut Eldritch Evolution. Um, yeah. So not really even a good way to um, tutor up um, Winoda. So now we're building around a card that we're not going to see very often. So I, I'm not sure what to make of that. I feel like I would rather just be the all-in. And I've said plenty of times before, I think uh, Marauding, uh, Angras Marauder is better 
than like your third and fourth copy of Blade Historian. So I would go something like two Blade Historian for Angras Marauder, and I don't think I'd ever yeah. play like less than that. Yeah, I'd rather have a finisher that just finishes games where I don't feel like the Huntmaster, while being really cool that you can go into, it doesn't win you the game. Yeah, and I'd also still like want the uh, the Eldritch Evolution thing too. Because I want to be able yeah, to get my Winoda. Yeah, it's the whole point of the deck. Yeah, this deck literally hopes to draw it, and if it doesn't, it's just like Naya stuff. Mm-hmm. Naya stuff that doesn't interact at all. Even post-board, it just brings stuff. Its interaction is three Rending Volley, three Scavenging Ooze, and a playset of Arkhan of Ameria. And then it just has some protection stuff with like Redain and Yasharn, but it's like all on the sideboard. Like that feels feels off to me. And then rounding out the challenges, uh, another Jundalus at 31st, and then Band Spirits at 32nd, running no new cards. Uh, just nothing. All all same old, same old. So Yeah, so Jerry's still out a little a... bit on Midnight Hunt. On like I, I love the set, I think it's cool, but we're definitely not seeing like a lot of it show up immediately, which kind of gets the feeling like there's not a lot jumped off the page. Um, aside from the obvious, play with fire and consider. Um, we see some experimentation with new cards, but like we didn't suddenly like see a zombie deck show up on the back of Champion of the Paris yeah. or anything. Maybe we will. It always takes a couple weeks for things to like innovation. Now we'll see more in like league dumb stuff like that. We already got one, but I didn't really see much in yeah, the league it, dumb that was really. Anything crazy? Well, I think that leak dump um, is still mixed in with pre-Midnight Hunt, so you need to start yeah, looking so, at the next week's dumps. Exactly. So we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Um, I mean, this is this, this is basically just for today. There's not a whole lot going on in terms of magic right now. We're we're in this really weird lull of like waiting for another fucking set to come out, and so spoiler season is going to start again <laughs> in a few weeks. So we're just like Haha, looking at the meta, and that's essentially what it is. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely check check back next week and take a look at things um but midnight hunt's still really cool i would like to see a zombie deck come out um but i mean i think i think with the things that we expected to kind of make a difference or so far having a difference or making an, uh, some kind of impact especially obviously consider is everywhere everywhere yeah. i think in most it was either the second or third most played card with the only one being played more is um, very obviously Mystical Dispute, because if a lot of people play Consider, that means a lot of people play Blue Decks. So, yeah. Whip out your mental misstep level fuck-up. Basically. It's not that bad, but it's bad. Um, I do want to say real quick uh, about Consider. On Arena, it just says um, it's like... I hate that. The take action declined thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, I don't even know. Do you want to put this in your graveyard? Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Take action decline confuses me. I always kind of like hover Man, this over is, and like I don't know which one to click. This is written down by the person who put perpetual in all these fucking cards. Like, like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna make it needlessly difficult. <laughs> <laughs> they have an English degree and they're just so mad they don't fucking. Yeah, it. they're gonna flex their English degree at you. By making magic cards Thanks. harder to read. Thank you. Uh, well, this episode was brought to you by Reading Magic Cards. 
And if you want to go ahead and read magic cards or struggle to read magic cards, especially when they are written proxies in plain <laughs> black and white, you can go ahead and join us on the uh, Playaway Discord server and play some paper magic with us over webcam. And, and play against so my you, you'll... printed colored proxies that you can hardly tell from real cards over webcam. Perfect. In, in real life, you could see yeah. it because they're all like the way I shove them in the sleeve. They're like kind of sideways. It's like, mm. <laughs> still how they look. Yeah. Or I just have a deck full of misprints <laughs> and I have a really expensive deck, but no. Hey, that, that's pretty fucking impressive. Oh, but yeah, we also have uh, we have merch in gaming.com if you want to go on there. There's two links in the description. There's the first one that goes to the store for Pioneer Perspective as well as Playaway merch, uh, Playmats, all that good stuff. And there's also another link that just says, hey, you like gaming stuff, but you don't want to get Pioneer Perspective stuff? Hey, if you buy something from this link, it still helps us out and proceeds go to us and it's so fucking cool. I have social media. It's Brad's for Alex. You have social media. It is Disciple of Volos. Yeah, we do stuff on Twitter. We talk and then uh, we uh, talk about magic and uh, I talk about other things. That's not magic. So if you want to follow me, you can. If you don't want to follow me, it's fucking fine, too. I, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. Um, yeah. It's four, it's Brad. I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you so much for being here. You guys are release amazing. me, Brad. Week because <laughs> <laughs> release the Alex. <laughs> uh, we love you. We appreciate you, and uh, we hope that you listen to us again next week. And until then, goodbye. Bye, bye, everyone.